Welcome to the Arthroscopy Association's Arthroscopy Journal Podcast. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the Arthroscopy Association or the Arthroscopy Journal. Greetings. I'm Dr. Rob Hartzler from TSAOG Orthopedics in San Antonio. Today on the podcast, we have the honor of hearing from Dr. Patrick Denard with Southern Oregon Orthopedics. In addition to being a very busy private practice shoulder surgeon and researcher, Dr. Denard is a faculty member at Oregon Health and Science University and is the Director of Shoulder and Sports Medicine at Providence Medford. Dr. Denard, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. It's great to be here. Today, we're going to be discussing your article from the March 2018 issue of the journal entitled Triple Loaded Suture Anchors versus a Knotless Ripstop Construct and a Single Row Rotator Cuff Repair Model. Patrick, describe the knotless ripstop construct for us and tell us what's the difference between that and the load-sharing ripstop construct that you described with Steve Burkhardt in 2012. Yeah, sure. So the, you know, the, the knotless ripstop is really an alternative to a single row repair. I mean, I'm a big believer in double row rotator cuff repair. I think the studies clearly show that there's better healing when we can get a double row repair, particularly with larger tears, there's evidence over a centimeter, particularly over, over three centimeters, there's really good evidence that there's greater he- healing. But the problem is that that's not always possible to achieve. So in those situations where you can only do a single row repair, you want to think about what the best construct is, right? Because we know that failure in rotator cuff repair occurs at the uh, suture tendon interface, right? So we want to maximize our fixation as best as we can. So as you said, we described the load-sharing ripstop repair several years ago. And the load-sharing ripstop repair is great because it has really good strength. But the problem with the load-sharing ripstop repair is that it requires more anchors. And it's technically challenging for many people to perform. So in that repair, you typically put two anchors medially, and you do one to two anchors laterally, and you place an inverted mattress suture, and then place sutures from your medial anchors medial to the ripstop. So as you can already tell, I'm describing this, it's getting quite complicated. So what we wanted to do was to look for an alternative to a single row repair, and particularly compare that to a triple loaded anchor where People with a triple loaded anchor typically place three simple sutures. And with the knotless ripstop repair, we have the same number of passes, three passes through the tendon. But what we do is we take a suture tape. In this case, it's a two millimeter tape. And we pass that in a mattress fashion. And then we take a suture that has a loop on the end, a number two suture, to create a cinch suture around that tape. So we pass medial to the tape to create a cinch suture. And then we have three limbs that are coming out, and we take that out to an anchor in a knotless fashion. As, as opposed to the traditional triple-loaded single-row repair, where you're performing three passes and tying knots, you still have three passes through the tendon, but you're not tying knots, and uh, you're coming out to a knotless anchor instead of placing the anchor first. So what did you find out when testing the knotless ripstop construct versus triple-loaded anchors in the lab? In the lab, we found that it was equivalent to a a single row repair in terms of the strength um, and just in terms of load to failure. Um, In this study, we we really only examined load to failure and displacement. So essentially, we found that it was equivalent in terms of the biomechanics. So you might say, why why would I consider that type of repair? And I think there's a couple of reasons. Number one, is if you can have a repair that is just as good biomechanically 
but faster, I think that's an advantage. And in this case, you know, the knotless ripstop is um, a much simpler technique, I think, than passing three sutures individually and tying knots. That takes more time. And although I was trained by somebody who's a great knot tire, when I've seen, you know, in my experience over time and seeing the evidence, I've really come to believe that knotless technology really is more reproducible. And I was resistant to that idea to begin with. But as I come to really look at the data and see these studies about how people don't tie knots in a reproducible fashion um, and seeing my own knots in practice, I really decided that a knotless fixation has a more secure loop. So that's the advantage here is you get that advantage of knotless technology. If you can get all the tension out and get your tendon down to that anchor, it should be a more reproducible technique than tying the loop and relying on your knots every time. So do you have any indication in your practice now for a SCOE-style single row repair with a triple-loaded anchor? Not for me. I mean, for me, if I'm going to um, – well, I wouldn't say never. I would say rarely. Uh, for me, if I have a, a tear with limited tendon – mobility, um, or a short tendon stump. My go-to currently is an outlet strip stop repair. I think knots are nice when you need to deal with the laminated tissue. Uh, you can have cases where you need to pull over uh, tendons in different direction to address uh, longitudinal tears or, or, like I said, the laminated tears. In that case, it can be advantageous to take multiple passes through the tissue. But for a, you know, a standard massive contracted tear, that you can get over the tuberosity. I think a knotless ripstop is as good or better than uh, two anchors with a triple loaded uh, type of single row construct. Any indication for you for the load sharing ripstop as opposed to a knotless ripstop? Yeah, that one I can't give you a um, exact answer to yet. Um, We're studying that currently. So we went through a period um, in my patients where I did load sharing ripstops on everybody who could not, um, who did not have tendon mobility sufficient to obtain a double row repair. So these are people who can only have a single row repair because they have large tears. And I compared that to a year following where I did a single row repair. And in that series, it was, it was uh, double loaded anchors only where we tied simple sutures. And when we compared those two, we found that clearly there was a difference in healing. The load sharing ripstop was much higher that, that study's in, uh, hopefully in, in going to be impressed in arthroscopy, but there was no difference in functional outcome as t- at two years as you would expect. And then we had a third arm where the third year we converted to a knotless ripstop repair. And we're currently in the process of, of analyzing those, comparing uh, how the knotless ripstop, rip, the ripstop repair compares to the load sharing ripstop. Uh, but currently right now, because there's, I haven't yet seen a difference in functional outcome, even though I know a load sharing ripstop repair is stronger um knowledge ripstop has been my go-to from a uh, an efficiency standpoint and a cost standpoint because we're you know increasingly being faced in an environment where we're having to use uh, less anchors in a cost-efficient manner and uh, that's for those reasons that's what i've been using it for and the only the only other point that i've thought about is the fact that sometimes with these anchors we're, we're really occupying a lot of the footprint and even though they're cannulated and vented, you wonder about if you're putting too many anchors in, are you really providing an environment for the tendon to heal in? 
I think we're going to be hearing more in the future about superior capsular reconstruction in these types of settings in the repairable rotator cuff uh, with in the revision setting or in a short tendon. Are you currently using that in your practice? Yeah, I do a lot of superior capsular reconstruction um, for patients who have irreparable rotator cuff tears. Um, and I've used it more and more for people who have a repairable tear but have significant atrophy. So if I have an individual who is less than 60 years of age as a general guideline and they have a repairable rotator cuff tear, but if they have grade three atrophy of their supraspinatus and their infraspinatus, even if I can pull that tendon over, I know that that tendon has a poor chance of healing and I'll consider doing a superior capsule reconstruction and then repairing the rotator cuff over the top of that. You might ask why I do that in patients only less than 60. And my answer to that is I'm really trying to put a value, a kind of analysis on this. Um, I don't have data yet to say exactly when that's going to work, but I know it's obviously a lot more time and a lot more cost to do a superior capsule reconstruction. So for older patients, I'll typically accept if I can repair the tear. And even if they get partial healing, they likely have a, uh, they likely have less functional demand and I'm less worried about them going on to the potential for arthroplasty as a backup. So I reserve that for patients less than 60 at this time. So many choices right now in rotator cuff repair. It's really, uh, it's really difficult to decide what to do in a lot of these cases. It is, it is. I mean, that's, that's the fun of it. Um, and the, um, and the reason why we need to uh, keep, keep researching, right. And trying to figure out what the best constructs are. Um, you know, that's why I currently trying to do it, do it in a systematic way. And I changed my technique for defined period and trying to follow those patients, um, and see how they do right. And explore the differences. And it's also hard with the instruments we have to really detect differences. That's the other thing. You know, we have all these functional outcome scores that really look at pain primarily. And it's no wonder we don't really find a difference because we're not really assessing uh, strength in a lot of these patients. All right. Any other closing thoughts? I would say if you are not convinced by the knotless technology, I would go check out two articles. I would go check out Brian Nipsiak's article from AJSM several years ago, which was one of the first articles to really tuned me into this idea of um, how, uh, how poor of a job we, we do. And then a second article that we recently published in uh, OJSM and uh, looking at the same, it was the same series. It was a different type of series looking at uh, surgeons in Europe who did knotted constructs versus knotless constructs. And, and the differences are really, really compelling. We don't do as good of a job as we like to think that we do at, at tying knots. Thank you, Dr. Nerard, for your time today. Thanks for having me. This article from the March 2018 issue of the journal entitled Triple Loaded Suture Anchors versus a Knotless Ripstop Construct and a Single Row Rotator Cuff Repair Model can be found on the Arthroscopy Journal's website at arthroscopyjournal.org.